The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast. I am Marty. And I'm Christoph, and we're going to spend the next two and a half hours breaking down Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven. Anything No, we that. are fucking not. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, am, I am unsullied. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I have no intent to watch I haven't even, like, looked up. Uh, the I, I was about to just full on spoil the cameo at the end. Um, I I, I mean it's out there, everybody. Yeah, I'm, but you know, if you've been on Twitter, you've probably seen it. Well, that's the thing. I haven't watched it. I I have not seen the cameo. What's, I I know, know what that it, it is. exists. That's what I know I'm that saying. it exists. I've had it described to me by friends. Man, uh, and, and let me tell you, having uh, this shit fest described to me by others oh, is really the joy. It is. Um, it is a massive pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, very good on that. There will not be a, a Patreon exclusive breakdown of the Snyder Cut. Uh, I'm good. Because it would legitimately good. take, it would be at least a couple hours long with all the gripes. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and the fact that we'd have to slow it down into half speed <laughs> just to just to have it in, 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 uh, in, in, in accordance to yeah. Zack Snyder's original vision. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have it in, uh, in mono, in in four three, yes. and in half speed, so yes. that you guys can enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it just as intended. Uh, but to to kick off the this week, uh, I I'm I'm going to dip my toes into uh, uh, a section of the show I I typically don't dip my toes into. Uh, <laughs> longtime listeners of the Rough House know that many times. Uh, the first few minutes of the program are a bit around bitching and moaning about stupid things in our lives. Yeah. Um, oh. Typically has not been me. Uh, but I, I, I got one for today, uh, as this morning, uh, while getting ready, uh, to run Aaron's first thing. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but this is how I do my, my morning constitutional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, We're in poop talk already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man, let's go. Yeah. So, uh, to, to give the shower an opportunity to warm up, I turn okay. on the shower and then. I, I, I drop my Tuesday. I do my, I do my business. Okay. All right. So, you know, I figure that's going to take a little bit of time. Sure. So sure. that when I get into the shower, it's warm and good to go. So now, do you like a scalding hot shower or are you, uh, what's, uh, what's your, just under, just under okay. scalding. Hot. All right. Uh, I, I, I like a good warmth. Um, okay. I, right. those who do the cold shower thing, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I can pull a bear plunge. Sure. But I, I can't do a cold shower. Um, so, as I am, uh, as, as I'm doing my business, I am on my phone because, of course, I am. I'm catching up on, on uh, what happened in, in uh, New Japan in the wee hours of the morning. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it, of course, uh, but you know, I'm just catching up on the results and everything. I get a text from my wife, and she goes, "There's definitely a leak." Oh I'm no! Like, what? 
So no. while I am going to the bathroom, while the shower is going, she can hear a drip hitting our living room ceiling because our oh, no. bathroom is above said ceiling. Oh, no. Now, I will say it's not at a point where, like, there's a bubble in the paint or anything. Yeah. There's no water leaking, but there's definitely a leak. And <sighs> based off of, you know, my guess of what she can hear versus what we can see, this is definitely a situation where the two options are A, remove the bathtub, or B, cut open the ceiling. And mm. I just go, ah, good thing I got my stimulus this week. <laughs> there it fucking goes. Stimbo. <laughs> yeah. Slicing its way through your uh, bank account. Man, that yeah. uh, that uh, that sucks. I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and of course, uh, to add a, a side gripe to this, I'm not handy. I'm not handy at all. I, I'm. I am. Uh, that is. That is not a skill set I was bequeathed with. You and me and, both, brother. Um, I will say, uh, you know. So uh, I, I work in technology, and I am surrounded by tech folks. The fact that the generation coming up behind me a knows tech and also is actually <laughs> skilled with things pisses me off. <laughs> the the yeah. tech is supposed to be the realm of the nerd and none of us need to know how to take care of ourselves this whole thing of like oh well you know i i do tech but i also do woodworking on the side fuck out of here damn you ron swanson ruining it for <laughs> that, us all. That, that is not what this is about oh you know what i i know how to program code and i can you know rebuild a car engine with my eyes closed fuck off I- that I can't is, do either of those. That, that is so. not that's not our that's not your realm. You you need to be one of these two things. You need to be skilled with labor or you need to be good at computers. This intersectionality is bullshit and I am not a fan of it. I I am really skilled at nothing. Uh, really <laughs> what it, when it comes down to. I am uh I, I dabble in a bunch of different shit. I'm not good at anything. Like you know, I, I I DJ. I spent I set up a Spotify playlist, bro. I, I'm not mixing. <laughs> I'm not mixing songs. No, I'm Spotify DJ. Okay, I'm an I'm an above average trivia host. I will give myself that. That's probably and that's really sad. As I'm saying that out loud, that that's the height of my accomplishments and skill set. <laughs> is that I'm an above average trivia host? Fuck. God damn it. Now I'm really depressed because uh, I'm not. I can't. You know, I can I can change a tire. Okay, so that's that's See, I can change go. the wipers. Those are the two things I can do on a car. Yeah, change the wipers and change a tire. Yep. Can't change the oil. Can't uh, I, I? Can't yeah. do I? Can't do fuck all else. All yeah. right, I'm I'm completely worthless with that. I can't build shit. No, uh, no I'm not handy I'm with that. I can't. I, I you know, I I just. Ha- bought a toolkit like the most like beginner's toolkit like yeah. toolbox because i bought a house i'm like well i should have some of these things for things that i don't know how to use and don't know how to fix so why not have it in the house so at least i can say i tried uh i can't do that i'm not good like i can get by on basic technology i can't i can't program code i'm you know aside from turning it on and turning it off and you know checking to see if there are new drivers for something i'm kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of fucked out on uh on to technology. be fair you've described 90 percent of what one needs to know <laughs> ha- having having started in the trenches of like on phone slash across email tech support yeah that was 95 percent of the job have you tried rebooting oh it's working now you're welcome like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's that straightforward uh but yeah i i, I don't much appreciate this whole thing where people come out and say, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can, 
I can write JavaScript, and I'm an excellent cook. Fuck off. No, you get one. You don't. I can cook. I can cook okay. See, I there, can cook okay. there you go. I, I and, and I know this to be true, Chris. You are uh, an excellent cook, but uh, I've never cooked for you, Marty. You've don't, never don't cooked for me, but I've, I've, <laughs> I, I've just because I've, I've had jobs in restaurants doesn't make me a good cook. <laughs> no, I've seen I've seen things you've made, and and doesn't mean spoken, it tastes good. I, we've spoken at length about different types of food and how you modify it, and it's like you know your shit. But yeah, I I, I, I'm, I am not a fan of this just as much as I'm not a fan of finding out I have a phantom drip somewhere in the plumbing of my house. Not the kind of drip you want, bud. No, no, not at all. Not a fan. I don't like it, and it sucks. And speaking of... The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in okay. sports entertainment. So here's your thing. You've got technology, and you've got segways. Like, you <laughs> yeah, are the fucking... You're right there, man. You that's, are a number one. With <laughs> that's the skill. That's the skill set I was blessed with. Um, very, very specific set of skills. So we are a few hours away from the pay per view that only existed to test out if Peacock works. Fast Lane. <laughs> I forgot that was even a thing and happening yeah. tonight. Yeah, Fast Lane is this evening. We'll talk about the card in a minute, but first let's talk about this transition to Peacock. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it's not gone swimmingly. <laughs> No, no. In a word, it's terrible. Uh, now, I, I myself have not uh, broken the seal on, on uh, Peacock beyond exploring some of its free stuff when Peacock first launched. Yeah, um, I watched uh, Children of Men on there, which I hadn't been able to find streaming fucking anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it just sh- popped up on Peacock one day. I'm like, oh, I can finally watch this fucking movie that everybody raves about. Spoiler alert, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it- uh, I don't Very think good it's and, and unfortunately but. getting more and more uh, present by the day. But that's <laughs> yeah, right. that's that's besides the point. Uh, so the WWE Network started its transition to Peacock. Come uh, early April, there will be no WWE Network in the U.S. Oh, so you can still access the network app at this moment? At this moment. I believe okay. the cutoff date is April 8th, right before okay. WrestleMania. Um, but uh, as of right now, if you wanted to, you could still log in and use the WWE Network. In fact, it's a way you can watch Fastlane this evening. So those who have made the jump or those who have decided, okay, I'm going to just use Peacock because my cable uh, provider gives it to me. Because uh, if you are an Xfinity or a Cox Communications user, <laughs> Cox. Uh, yep, uh, you, uh, you you get automatic access to Peacock. Um they have described how fucking terrible this is. So, <laughs> so let's let's break down some of the fun things. Okay. Currently, there are no episodes of Raw available before 2008. Okay. All right. That's an odd place to. Isn't, was that about the start of the PG era? That was about, the start of the PG oh, era. So how convenient. So already we are seeing some possible. Uh, uh, cancellation, <laughs> if you will. Uh, Cancel culture has come yeah. to the cock. <laughs> God bless you. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, th- this isn't that surprising, uh, especially given, you know, that they pulled episodes of like 30 Rock and, and Parks and Rec based off of racial humor and, and so on in the office. Um, what episode so, of Parks and Rec? What, what, uh, maybe I'm incorrect on Parks and Rec, but definitely okay. 30 Rock in the office. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling it's the last time any of us will have easy access to the DX uh, Spoofs the Nation promo Ooh. anytime soon. I mean, we're probably better off without Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We're, we're definitely probably better off without it. But still, 
just just an FYI of the type of things we're looking forward to. Can't wait to see most of Attitude Era Raw's running a crisp thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> well, it's just it's just Raw's War, not the War Zone. There's yeah, no, yeah. War no War Zone available zone on Peacock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we got that going on. Uh, there are a handful of ECW and WCW pay-per-views. Uh, okay. Weirdly enough, the things that are getting uploaded right now, the network, because they're still adding new content, that's available, but only like scattershot. So they uploaded like a new Evolve show. They up- Well, not new, new to the network. They mm-hmm. uploaded an Evolve show. They uploaded like half a dozen episodes of WCW Saturday Night. All of that is on Peacock. But no thunder. No thunder. None. Shame. Not yet. Shame. At least. Here's my question. This deal was announced January, I want to say. Yes. Yes. You, I believe you're correct. So we're about two months post deal. Mm-hmm. How has how is everything not available day one? Well, that's an excellent question, because right now they're saying everything will be available by or around SummerSlam. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, SummerSlam. I thought you were going to say the April 4th date or whatever. No, well, by SummerSlam. Well, here's the fun part. Working at technology as I do, I'm pretty sure that means it's just on a dry erase board for what they're planning on doing right. by Q3. Yeah. And it's going to get kicked down the fucking road. Now, here's some other fun things about how things are laid out uh, in Peacock. Um, so when you go to browse a pay-per-view, so let's say you are looking at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. they are broken down by season, quote unquote, and by <laughs> season, I mean year. And by okay. year, I mean the first WrestleMania is season one and there's one episode. It's not 1985 or whatever the f- year of the first one was. Okay. So that's episode one. Season two, also one episode. That's WrestleMania <laughs> two. So right now there are 36 seasons of WrestleMania, <laughs> but that applies across the board. So backlash that's been going on for what? 14 years or whatever. I don't know. However many it is. That's a quote unquote, 14 seasons of backlash. That makes zero fucking sense. They didn't, they didn't go with like season 2002 and then have the pay-per-views in chronological order. You have right. to actually look up the names of the shows and then dig into by year so very user friendly if you're doing a whole wwe network chronological thing which i know some people enjoy doing not happening legit there are people who are like i'm gonna watch wwe 2002 in order and watch raw smackdown raw smackdown raw smackdown pay-per-view raw smackdown oh my god yeah what fucking maniac does that people on the internet which you know i mean it says a lot the same people who uh (laughs) Who, who who tweeted out release the Snyder Cut? No doubt, yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, I'm sure there is a, a much tighter Venn diagram than you'd think. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I I'm no, right no, there maybe not a perfect circle, but definitely an oval. Um, yeah, Maynard James Keenan is there. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> as is that very attractive basis they used to have. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, Melissa Oftermar, I think uh, her name was. Wow, I pulled that out of my ass. <sighs> I don't know if it's her. I know she was with Smashing Pumpkins. I, I, I'll, I'll have to do some Googling later. Anyway. Right, um, you talk about this, I'll Google it. Yes. Um, and then here's the real fun part. So if you decide to watch Backlash, not Backlash, sorry, Fastlane this evening live, you cannot rewind if you start late. So it's a situation where 
you have to watch live, period. You can't, like, if you're five minutes late or you're like, oh, I'll start the show an hour late so I don't need to watch filler. Right. You just pick up there. That's fucking stupid. It's very stupid. And then another fun thing about all of this, one of the few network-exclusive shows, 205 Live. Now, look, I admit, probably no one watches 205 Live. Like, you know, aside from, like, Drew Gulak's uncle or something. 205 Live. You're going to love this. So NXT, the latest episode was up the next day on the network. Okay. NXT UK updated the same day that it was aired on the network. 205 Live will air live Friday nights at 10. But if you miss the live airing, the VOD will be up 15 days after airing. (laughs) What the fuck for? It was never on any broadcast channel. I have no fucking idea. I mean, you know, if I want to see Akira Tozawa and are not available Friday night at 10 o'clock, is that when it's on? <laughs> yep, Friday night, 10 yeah. o'clock. Okay, all right. If I want to see Tozawa, uh, I have to wait uh, wait two weeks and a day. Two yes, weeks and a day. Two okay. weeks and a day. Cool. That makes not a fucking iota of sense, but okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Can you search, uh, you know, can you like load up Peacock and search Chris Benoit? No. And, uh, nope. No. Nope. Can you load up Peacock and search Daniel Bryan? Nope. Okay. All right. They, they don't can you, have. Can you search within the hub? Uh, they do not have per performer or per bout searching yet. That's another thing that is tentatively scheduled for by SummerSlam. And they also don't have the match markers in pay-per-views. Correct. <laughs> so rough house, rough house redos on the Patreon for now are definitely going to continue to be YouTube uploads. Yeah, well, I don't want to watch any WWE shit anyway. Well, so. uh, it's fair, but I'm just saying if we were like, oh, let's run back, you know, yeah. some Cruzador action from WCW, not happening. Huh. Okay, all right. So, are there any pros <laughs> to what's a? Is, is, is it a clean interface? Do people you know like the way it looks? At least, is it? To my understanding, the pros are you're getting a whole bunch of other shit that isn't WWE, and technically you can get in the door for five bucks less, but you have ads at that point. Right. So how does so for the five ninety for the five dollar tier, yes. does that get you the pay-per-views as well? Yes. So do they throw commercials on the pay-per-view only for the five dollar tier and they do something throw, else for the ten dollar tier? Commercials in front, so it's a pre-roll thing. Okay. So if you're All spending right. five bucks, and 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 uh, I'll be honest and say that I I'm only saying this off of VOD stuff that I've tried on Peacock. So maybe mm-hmm. it's different when it's live sports. But based off of VOD stuff I've seen on Peacock, and admittedly not WWE stuff because yeah. this was bef- you know I tested it out before it was yeah on there. But it's a situation where you hit play on the show instead of them playing commercials and commercial breaks. What they'll do with some programs is you'll have like. Uh, a minute to a minute and a half of commercials before the show starts. Right. And I would wager that that's the same type of thing that they are going to do when you, as you know, the $5 user watch live sports before they, uh, cause like Twitch does something similar where they do pre-roll ads, sure. you know, you go to start to watch stream, yeah. they show you 60 seconds of commercials and then you get to watch the stream. Right. So I would venture to say that that's, the same sort of thing the $5 user will encounter versus the $10 user. Okay. All right. Now, admittedly, if you are an Xfinity customer or uh, a Cox Communications customer, that 
bumps everything down a bit, so you get the ad tier for zero, and you get you, know, you have to pay five bucks extra for ad free. So, if you have an Xfinity account, God bless you for dealing with them. Yeah. Uh, you only have to pay five bucks and no ads. So, okay. All right. Uh, still a mess, and uh, I cannot wait to hear the horror stories on Twitter about people trying to watch the pay-per-view on Peacock tonight. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest, the most glaring thing is the inability to pause or to uh, start over or, you know, if I'm, I'll, you know, doing something and can't get home in time for the start of Fastlane uh, and I want to throw it on from the beginning, I can't fucking do that. That's yeah, cannot do it. It seems like a pretty basic functionality i don't i mean if the wwe network could figure it out eight years ago seven eight years ago how how can peacock not <laughs> especially because they in? have live sports now like they show you know soccer league on there and stuff like <clears throat> well, that. that's also a problem i've seen of people complaining about peacock's coverage of those things is that yes. can't, you can't do that there either yeah but if you're gonna have live sports why would you not have that functionality Excellent question, but uh, okay. with with a lot of these, especially these newer streaming platforms, they are you know what what's the term penny wise pound foolish. They mm-hmm. are they are very much trying to just get the minimum viable product, uh, a fun tech term, uh, out into the world and get it in the hands of people and then improve it as they go. Okay. And, as right. opposed to, you know, trying to launch something that is worthwhile from the jump. So uh, that's that's where we're at with that. Um, in terms of the Fast Lane show this evening, let me go ahead and pull up that card. Uh, it, it's really a missable show on paper. Um, it, it, as of Monday, we only had four matches, but we've uh, we've we've uh, enhanced it to a brisk seven match card. Um <clears throat> For the uh, let's see what we've got for the U.S. Championship, Riddle will be defending against Mustafa Ali. Could be okay. kind of given time, if I'm honest. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will be going against Seth Rollins in a one-on-one match. Uh, I thought Rollins was feuding with Cesaro. Uh, he is, but uh, I think that's his WrestleMania match. So here's something okay. on the road to Mania. Um, okay. we've got a no holds barred match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus credit where credit is due. The match they had two weeks ago was really good. The match they had like a week and a half ago, uh, was really stupid, complete with a, a double count out finish. Did you see this, Chris? Was this the one where they both had the steel steps on their head and ran towards and each ran other towards each other and knocked yeah. each other out? Yes. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Real dumb. Um, We've got an Intercontinental title match where Big E defends against the Nigerian Prince Apollo Crews. Uh, we've. <laughs> Do you have a comment on that one? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go Big E is all I got to say. Uh, about we've that. got a, a women's tag team title match where it is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, we'll see if they put the tag belts on Sasha and Bianca considering it would just continue to fuck the booking, including Bianca dropped uh, a fall a uh, week before last to Tamina of all people. Are you fucking kidding me? No. What fucking sense in any alternate universe does that make? She's big, Chris. I mean, why even book the match? She's big. Look at but her. Wh- She's a monster. She's huge. 
I, I, there's, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out an angle where this makes sense. So Bianca Belair won the Women's Royal Rumble, uh-huh. is challenging Sasha Banks for yep. the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Yep. And you put her in a match. One, put her in a match with uh, Tamina. Mm-hmm. B, have her lose. Mm-hmm. What what does that accomplish? Also on the card, we're going to have Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, <sighs> which I am hoping means either a we finally just get the Fiend to show up so we can build the Fiend versus Orton at Mania because we know it's going to happen, or we get Randy versus Randy. And your main okay. event is uh, Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan with Edge as a special guest enforcer, uh, a, a opportunity that he earned by beating Jay Uso in a match where it sure as shit looked like Edge injured himself doing a Hudakun run off top. Cool. Yes. Uh, here's an idea. Yes. Love ideas. Let's have Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Zachary Bosifa Snyder. Uh, go to a an island somewhere that one of them probably owns, um, stage a fight to the death, and then nuke the island. Totally can cool we, with it. Can we do that? Totally cool with it. Can we more, make that more, more than fine with it. You'll uh, probably find a mother box there with an explanation that makes no sense uh, as to its function and why it's there. Also uh, in WWE this past week, Andrade confirmed that he did request his release from WWE. It's something we didn't get a chance to cover last week because we were talking about Good all for the AEW stuff. Yeah, he should. Uh, Andrade is, as, as we learned, God, almost actually it has been three years ago at this point in NXT. Andrade mm-hmm. is a, a a main event player. And Hell yeah. The way he has been absolutely wasted in WWE since getting called up is atrocious. For as much mm-hmm. as that company talks about wanting to have a Latin star, um, mm-hmm. you have one. Uh, yeah, I know he can't cut promos, but that's what Zelina was supposed to do. Yeah, that was a, that was a proven uh, commodity with those two. Yeah, because they, you know, really had a hell of a run in NXT. Yes. Um, God, and- God damn, him and Gargano at uh, Takeover Philly was one of the greatest matches I've ever match. seen. Uh, and I, I'm so happy to have been there live for that, to experience that. That was that was one of the greatest matches I've seen live. Very jealous. Very, very jealous. But it's it's just so frustrating to see a guy like that misused. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, I hope he goes AEW. I mean, it'd be awesome if he does. But right now, that, that toy box is looking pretty full. Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I'd love for him to go back to Japan. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Just do some shit over there. Throw the mask back on if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll sombra it up. Get yeah. shit done. Be tranquilo and, uh, you know, put on a banger with Shingo Takagi, please. Yeah, give, give me a reason to watch Ring of Honor. Just hang out with your boys Roosh and Dragon Lee. Hell yeah. And, I mean, uh, that would be a hell of a get for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a, a massive get. I would be at the fucking UMBC event center, even if they aren't letting fans in. I'd just be <laughs> salivating at the door at the possibility. Uh, well, I think I think Dan Housing can sneak in if you bring a bag of teeth. So we, we can work that out. Now, on yeah. the other side of uh, WWE, let's talk real quick about. Are they still using this in their theme song? They are, but, you know, in, in traditional WWE fashion, the intro is getting shorter and shorter and right. shorter. Because well, uh, they have they have to have more time for people to stare at their hands dramatically. Well, this week, they probably could have used the entire theme. 
because uh, there was a full-on COVID outbreak yes. in NXT. Now, we don't have any confirmed names as to who is sick, who is exposed, and so on, but it was a very barren show on Wednesday. Yeah, we know the people who weren't there, including yes. Triple H. Yes, Triple <laughs> H was not backstage at Raw or NXT, which means either yeah. he's sick or was exposed. Uh, Pete right. Dunn was not there. Cameron Timothy Grimes Thatcher. was not there. Timothy Thatcher was not there. Gargano. Thankfully, Drake Wirtz was not there. And, yeah, Drake Wirtz was not there. Gargano and Loray, they did a Zoom promo, as did the Grizzled Young Vets, which tells me they weren't physically there. Um, I mean, just... Uh, there was an entire match. It was like uh, Leon Ruff and um, Swerve were supposed to have a match. Didn't happen. Just totally wow. taken off the show. Meanwhile, Walter was there. Yeah, Walter showed up. Uh, so then if he gets exposed and it takes that shit back to the UK, yeah, yeah. we're doing a great job over there, guys. Well, uh, fun bit. Uh, Walter was there because it looks like he's going to have himself a feud with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, okay. which will be leading to the two-day version of TakeOver. Uh, stand and Deliver. I guess okay, Night so White night one is Stand and Night 2 is Deliver. I don't know. Uh, okay, so Volter's sticking around for a month or so? Uh, at least a few weeks. Um, so yeah, Volter showed up, uh, took out Tommaso Ciampa with one of those gorgeous fucking chops. Uh, so basically you get Angry Baby versus uh, the White Murder Grandpa. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I recognize I that that Champa's actually younger than me, but he looks 20 years older than me right now. How old is Champa? He's only like, what? He's 34? 35. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So I've got a year on him, and he looks rough. But I, <laughs> I recognize it's kind of his gimmick of how he's supposed to look. Um, yeah. Also on the show, I got very worried because the whole build at the top of the show was uh, between um, – uh, Finn Balor and and Karrion Cross, Cross because Killer. they're going to have the world title match on night two of Stand and Deliver, which will be on okay. Peacock. Uh, they decided that they were going to have themselves a match for the tag team titles against Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Wait, they decided that? Yep, yep. It was uh, apparently uh, uh, Scarlet had a vision of them draped in gold. So they. Is she still them. doing her super extra entrance? Of course. Ugh. You know okay. she is. Okay. Um, this resulted in a tag title match, which was the main event, because, of course, they didn't have anyone else to put on the show, um, where I, I think we talked about how Karrion Cross has looked like he came back too early. Uh-huh. One example of this was in said tag title match, where Karrion Cross was trying to do his uh, big uh, backdrop suplex. He was trying okay. to do it on both uh, uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan at the same time. Mm. Didn't quite get all of it, and in turn, on the landing, separated Danny Birch's right shoulder. Great way to go! So he was out of the rest of the match, and uh, it, it was kind of a scramble while uh, Oni. Finn and Karrion Cross tried to figure out how to do the rest of the match. So, wow, lots well, of they're fun all experienced enough to you know work that out on the fly. I guess. Yeah. Uh, how long has Cross been wrestling? Cross has been wrestling for a while. I mean, uh, I, I, I'd say probably around ten years. You know. The, okay, I, I, never, I don't think I've ever seen or heard of him prior to his appearance on Lucha. Yeah. Um. He. I, I think he was even in uh, uh, TNA, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I accept um, your apology. Yep. That's that's in my bag. 
I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it, it it's just a mess, and especially so close to to Mania Week, uh, definitely a little worrisome because Mania Week, folks, nine days of programming, including a lot of NXT. Uh, right now, the uh, lineup for Mania Week is Monday Raw, mm-hmm. Tuesday Hall of Fame, okay, Wednesday NXT UK Prelude, okay, and the first night of NXT Takeover, which will be on the USA. Okay, Thursday will be the second night of NXT Takeover on Peacock. Friday okay. will be SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Saturday, and 205 Live. And 205 Live. If you catch it live. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh, gosh. What is supposed to be on Saturday? WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it's a two-night of, <laughs> of WrestleMania. I, I forgot yeah. WrestleMania was two nights. So you got WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2, Raw after Mania on Monday, and then the following Tuesday is supposed to be when NXT starts on Tuesday nights. Wowzers. Nine that straight days of wrestling no thank you that doesn't even include all of the random indies that are cheating death and deciding to run shows yep hey man you know what it's uh people are gonna do what they're gonna do right it's not uh not for either of us uh you know even if this wasn't a, a covid world that we live in right now WrestleMania in Florida, no thanks. Yeah, no, more, more than good. But hey, you know what is for us, Chris? What's that? Why that be the king of sports, New Japan Pro Wrestling, as oh the New Japan Cup wrapped up over the course of this week, including the finals and the wee hours of this morning. It's been a crazy, crazy few days. You had the surprise ascension of David Finley, of all people, yeah. making his way into the uh, semifinals, semifinals yeah. one of the final four. You had the semifinals yesterday, which were halted for 30 minutes due to an earthquake. Yeah. In the uh, in the third match from, uh, from the end, it was a, a big tag match between the Bullet Club and Okada, Tana, and Ibushi. And, you know, they were locking up and then... The building started shaking and then the camera panned up or tilted up and then uh, you see the rafters shaking. Yeah. You heard it. And uh, the Eng- I was listening to English commentary and n- n- none of the three of them were in the building because yes. it was Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, Gito Gambino. Uh, so they were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Chris Charlton was the closest. He was in Tokyo in the mm-hmm. uh, New Japan offices doing his uh, uh, commentary from there. And then he, a couple minutes later, felt the the, the shake from the earthquake. Uh, but it was like a maybe 20 minute delay that they didn't cut away they they, no. they they stuck to it and uh the commentary had to fill and you know the guys around the ring had to you know i, I will um tanahashi just being tana yes. being the ace you know walking around posing and trying to keep people calm the most the craziest well aside from the earth actual earthquake happening uh is fucking crazy uh but the the most interesting thing that I recognized and watched from this is the calmness of the Japanese crowd. I've said this multiple times before about how, you know, I envy the discipline and respect that (laughs) Japanese people have for one another and the sport and and everything else. Uh, They, you know, there was some exclamation. Obviously people were scared. Oh, understandably so. The majority of them just kind of fucking sat there. 
and followed instructions, did not panic, mm-hmm. did not start pushing children over to get towards an exit. Right. It was the most calm reaction to a, I think, 7.0 earthquake that I've ever seen in my life. And I just sat back and was like, man, had that happened at the New Japan show in Dallas, like, you know, th- three years ago, the G1 uh, kickoff or whatever, two yeah. or three years ago, it would have been panda fucking modium yes uh and i can i can only imagine the clusterfuck that would happen but it's just uh you know another glaring difference between cultures and uh how americans suck <laughs> <laughs> uh, i will say uh some of the fun from that was the random photos that w- uh, went out there um you know whether from fans in attendance or one very special fan and by that i mean uh Toru Yano, I don't know yeah. if you saw his uh, – he, he took a, a photo of the ace flexing for him. Yeah, it's uh, great. But uh, there was a photo that apparently once uh, things started to subside and you know the faces went about calming the fans, Jay White ran to the outside and grabbed all the championship belts to make sure yep. they were okay. So yeah. uh, smart, smart move, Jay, figuring out how to be a heel in an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh that that was a good bit right there. Um but the the semifinal matches happened after that, after the delay, and they picked up that match. They just restarted the match once everything was uh, announced to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um the faces ended up winning, shocker. Yeah. Uh after a uh, a Kamagoye on Yujiro, I believe. Yeah. Um now, I was going to so, say, I, I think that earthquake was actually the world trying to set itself correct, because if you look at the clip just before the earthquake hits, Ujiro was beating down Tana, and that just shouldn't happen. <laughs> so that, yeah, that ma- was ma- God. Mother Nature was fighting yeah, back. That was God. That was Mother Nature just going, no, you do not take down the ace Ujiro. You don't even get to breathe the same air as him. Right. Well, well, God was on the, the outside of the ring. Oh, so. fair point. Let's <laughs> not forget about that. Yeah. Um, but the first semifinal match was the aforementioned David Finley, who beat Jay White to get there. There. Yeah, uh, fucking hell, a- right? Yeah, going against uh, uh, Billy Brexit, uh, Will Osprey. Uh, this was a fun match. It was it was pretty good. They they I I guess worked an injury uh, towards the end where uh, Finley uses the slice bread as a as a finisher and he mm-hmm. was going up uh, walking up the turnbuckles for that. Osprey just fucking shoves him off the top rope <laughs> outside of the ring. And I I mean they they worked me if this was not a not a shoot injury because Finley sold the fuck out of his ankle uh, and foot. Uh, when he landed on that outside to the point that like a trainer came out and, and, and stuff like that. So, and then, you know, of course, Osprey going to be a dickhead about it. And was really good at being a dickhead about it. Once he, you know, got back into the ring, he like took his boot off and started like wrenching on the ankle and working the foot over. It was, uh, and Finley to his credit was able, you know, to convincingly sell it um and and pop off a couple great uh great moves in the end but um but you know will osprey wins lol and yes. uh and he advances to the finals the main event of the uh evening though was uh our boy shingo takagi against mm-hmm. evil and I, I, thinking about it more after it happened, I enjoyed the match as it happened, but you know, it's a typical bullet club evil match with Dick Togo and ref bumps and all this sort of stuff. But I feel like in this case, and uh, this is probably my Shingo bias coming through, <laughs> but I feel like it worked more because it gave Shingo's win even more oomph because, you know, overcoming the odds and right, you know, right. dispatching was- Dick Togo and stuff like that. When, when evil loses those matches, 
it's effective when, yeah. when evil wins those matches. It's fucking annoying. Exactly. It was it was a rare instance where that use of interference, that use of you know the the the, the bits that kind of make us roll our eyes yeah. at, at, at evil matches finally paid off. Um, you can argue as to whether or not that justifies the other times that it's done. Right. But you know, hey, it it happened, and uh, Shingo did go over and made his way to the finals. Which meant that the finals, as they happened this morning, were a rematch of the infamous Best of Super Juniors 2019 finale, which I believe was the Rough House 2019 match of the year. Um, right. So uh, very exciting. Both of us very, very pumped for it. And, uh, you know, the show was mostly uneventful except for one return. Uh, oh, yeah. As, Yo came back. Yeah. As the poop artist himself, Rapongi 3 ks Yo, <laughs> returned. And uh, issued a challenge for the junior tag titles because, God damn it, it's going to go between the same four or five teams now until one of them <laughs> retires. So, Show and Yo are going to go after the junior tag belts. Is that Despian Kanemaru? Despian Kanemaru. Yep. Okay. But the main event was Billy Brexit and Shingo. And I have not watched it yet. So, I'm going to turn it back to you, Chris, for the breakdown. The match was really fucking good until the last three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so um, it this was probably as good. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how it sits because I've only watched it, you know, an hour ago. So right, it's still right. really fresh in my uh, in my brain. But um, there was a lot of innovation, which is kind of saying something because we've seen a lot from these two, especially those two together. Uh, Osprey won the best of the Super Juniors final. Shingo got the win back in the G1 the following year, or la- this yeah last year, um, over Osprey. Um, there was, it, all right. So obviously, again, Shingo bias coming through hardcore, right? But the guy is so fucking good, dude. Like he's his, and he's super over with the fucking crowd. Like the crowd was super into him. And I know they probably hate Osprey and their hate of Osprey maybe added to their love of Shingo a little bit here, but they, the whole way through, especially towards the later parts in the matches were just f- clapping unprompted, trying to get Shingo back into it. Um, there was, you know, uh, Osprey did a four fifty. So Shingo, uh, was on a table outside the ring. Osprey did a four fifty from the top turnbuckle, Threw them on the on the floor, which was awesome. Osprey also did a, an Oz cutter to the outside from the second turnbuckle, Jesus which looks crazy. Um, and the the most impressive thing was towards the end of the match. You know, um, uh, Shingo was uh, I don't know he he was doing something. Osprey uh, was standing there staggered. Shingo went for a pumping bomber. And Osprey flipped and landed on his feet off a pumping bomber, which was one of the most impressive things that I think uh, I, I, I've seen. And then went and then turned it into an os cutter for a great near fall. Um, just you know, those two have have amazing chemistry. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, Osprey hit a hidden blade, which he hadn't used in a tournament thus far, mm-hmm. uh, and then set up the Stormbreaker, and then that was the one, two, three. Will Osprey wins New Japan Cup 2021, which gets him a match with God himself, Kotobushi, on the fourth um, at Ryo Goku um, yeah, and the, um, Sakura, Sakura Genesis. Genesis. Yep. So after the match, 
Osprey was, uh, you know, cutting his promo. He invited uh, Ibushi into the ring. And the gist of Osprey's promo was that he cares about nothing else. And the only thing he loves in this world is the thought of becoming um, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And I guess in order to prove that, he had to hit an os cutter on his girlfriend. So <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> so dumb. So I mean, that's, dumb. that's the most Will Osprey reasoning I've ever heard in my fucking life. Um, and then that, that's what happened in the ring. And then in his, uh, backstage comments afterwards, he said, if I'm willing to do this to the woman I love, imagine what I'm going to do to you to, to win these titles. Um, I, I have a, I, I think that that thought could have been accomplished in another way yeah. <laughs> than yeah. than attacking your girlfriend uh, yeah. in the, in the, you know, in the not ring. Great. No, um, not great at all. So sure. Yeah. The, the Twitter discourse, uh, the brief, cause I, I stayed off Twitter until I watched the, uh, the match, which I mean, it really added to the, uh, enjoyment of the match. Yeah, not knowing, not knowing the, you know, the anticipation of hoping Shingo was going to win. Like, it was a really good, I'd probably put it maybe four and a half stars, just thinking about it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may, you know, go up or down as I think about it more, maybe rewatch it down the line because it was really fucking good. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's where we are. Twitter, Twitter popping off about whether or not, uh, you know, a little troublesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It's, not great, Bob. Uh, not great. I don't uh I've not yet gotten to that scene in Mad Men yet, and I can't fucking wait for it to happen, by the way. <laughs> um because Bob was just introduced and I'm just yes. waiting for it to happen. Yes. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm I I don't I d I don't get it. Maybe maybe there'll be a little more uh fleshing out of the details of that or a little more justification. But that yeah. the justification that he gave to me didn't work for what was done. Excuse me, the juice. Oh yeah, not... I got you mid yawn there. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to uh, put you to sleep, Marty. No, Fuck. no, it's okay. Uh, the juice not quite worth the squeeze in this scenario. Uh, and some, I saw some speculating this was a way to write out B Priestley so she could focus more on stardom or whatever. But I'm just like, uh, I mean, it just it just sucks. It's dumb, yeah. and I don't like it. Uh, and, and it's funny because I think uh, the next few minutes we're going to be praising a lot of woman on woman violence. Uh, yes. But yeah, I, I I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Um, at, at many times in life, you need a no guy. And uh, Will Ospreay kind of needed a no guy there, I think, because it it, well. it it feels like Will Ospreay uh, going. Uh, I, I saw a quote today of Will Ospreay as a main event heel would be so great if Will Ospreay wasn't the one booking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely you definitely got those vibes. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know, even in his post match comments, he said he's a single man now, and then him and Cobb and O'Con were gonna go, you know, hit the bars and they doused him in Zima and then, you know, ran off. And then the funniest part of that was as they were walking off, Jeff Cobb grabbed the bucket of Zima. <laughs> <as he was laughs> um but uh but yeah, I mean the rocket fully strapped to to Billy O'Spray there. Yeah. So much to the chagrin of uh, my Shingo Takagi loving heart, um, 
I really thought it could have been could have been time, and I was, I was getting really excited for uh, Ibushi and and Shingo. Maybe I I worked myself into a shoot there, brother. So if I had to guess, I'm thinking Osprey wins at Sakura's Genesis. They run back the rematch at the uh, Yokohama Stadium. Stadium show, and then they do Ibushi Tana at Tokyo Dome for the second half of Wrestle Grand Slam. Okay, all right. That's that's my guess based off of where everything's going. Um, and you know, I, I they they tend to have a thing of when there's like a new main event heel, they give them that short run. Yeah, uh, with the title. So they just I, did that last year with Evil. Yeah, and and they they did in the past with Naito, and you know they they've done it over the years with quite a few people. Uh, they did it with Jay White because uh, he he was lost it that short. Uh, yeah, he, his first defense, I believe, was against Okada at uh, MSG. And then, oh yeah, that's right. right. Then and there, so you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a standard new top heel trope. So I, I, I could see it playing out again here. But uh, let's go to the other side of the forbidden door and talk about the weekend. AEW. Now, look, there was a lot of AEW television this week. We got the first episode of Dark Elevation on Monday. We had Dark on Tuesday. And then Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, really, the only thing worth talking about, though, from those first few days is, hey, our girl Layla Hirsch got signed. Yes. Very excited to see those thick thighs stick around. Now, what I thought was particularly interesting was uh, an interview with Layla Hirsch came out that she said she actually has been signed since October. They only just now uh, announced it, though. Oh, really? I thought that she was I thought I read that she was on like a per appearance deal. Uh, yep. She she admitted that it was just after the match with um, Serena Deeb that he she got the full time deal. So oh. so there may be people in AEW under proper full time deals that we don't know about. Huh. Um, but uh, this week's Dynamite it was a taped show and it uh, it was the St. Patrick's Day Slam and it was about a lot of storyline building. Now of course the show definitely kicked off with something that pissed off. Your boy, Chris, and I. As it's I'm Cody trying Rhodes. to figure out reasoning here. Yeah, again. it's Cody Rhodes versus Penta, one-on-one. I thought it was a very, very good match. But yeah. then, for some fucking reason, Cody Rhodes won after getting his arm broken. Yeah, uh, there... Uh, okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, again, uh, I'm as biased towards Penta as I am towards Shingo. Uh, if you've been a long time listener to the show, you're aware of this. So, you know, Pentagon does this arm break spot, and it was on the arm that, you know, had been worked over since the fucking pay-per-view, since Revolution in that ladder match. Um, you know, Penta hammered that arm with a chair in that ladder match. He also put Cody through, um, I think, was it a destroyer or a package pile driver? It was a package pile driver, right? Package pile driver, I believe. Package yes. pile driver through the ladder uh, yeah. at Revolution, leading, and then you know the week, the week after he called out Cody, said he was going to break his arm so he couldn't hold uh, his newborn daughter, which is a great fucking heel promo. Um, and, and, and I do want to say real quick, uh, credit where credit is due. I know we shit on Jim Ross a lot, but I, I was shaking my head with uh, Jim Ross when he pointed out that Alex Albrantes. Uh, was really making a meal out of translating these promos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's no, not he's wrong. No, he's not. He's not. But hey, man, get you, put yourself over, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, the the match happened. The match was fun. I mean, Pentagon, 
like the dude is a fucking superstar. He, he he carries himself that way. He's got he looks cool. He's got the cool move set. Even when his, he wears a fucking stupid leprechaun hat, he looks awesome. Fucking hysterical. So he does the arm break spot after working Cody's shoulder and arm the entire match. Yep. Um, and then Cody doesn't do uh like a schoolboy with the other arm. No, he he goes for a roll up using both arms at full force, and it's one of those. It it, it wasn't a convincing roll up in that it looked like Pentagon was just laying there. There was yeah. no leverage there. It just it it looked it looked he was just there shaking his fucking legs like a newborn laying on the fucking yeah. ground. It, it, and it was it, real dumb. It makes zero fuck. Well, th- that part made zero sense. The the fact that he used his arm, and then why why is Cody winning this match? I have no well, idea. I, I've literally no idea. I, I don't know who this helps. Does, does this help QT because of the post-match beatdown that the rest of the Nightmare family came out, except for QT, who came out like five minutes later? Was QT Marshall the, the person getting over in this match, fucking Cody and Pentagon? What the uh, shit? I don't know. I mean, it, it, why? Uh, we, we've said a lot on here that Cody's real extra. And, yeah, and this yeah. was a, a prime example of it. Um, so Cody all, wins, LOL. all of the goodwill that Cody Rhodes built in that miracle match, the miracle tag match with Shaq yeah. out the fucking window. Yeah. Fuck yeah. or walk, Cody. Fuck or walk. I mean, uh, oh, fuck on me. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> fuck on me. Absolute it's, bullshit. I, I, I just I mean, the guy Brandy's popping soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get so, him off the goddamn show with a broken arm, please. Yeah. It, it, it was right there. You you did half of it. You did fucking <laughs> you were half so of close. it. You were so right close. there. Yeah. You were right fucking there. And uh, then, yeah, you know. Elsewhere on the show, Jade Cargill had a squash against Christoph's favorite, Danny Jordan. I, I only mention it because Jade Cargill went full Anoki Vader and threw <laughs> the sickest released German suplex I've seen on American television in age. I, I legit howled. I, yeah. <laughs> I loved that shit. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bit rough. It was a bit rough. I mean, you know, I I don't mind seeing Danny Jordan toss around, but I would like it in another fashion, please and thank you. Of course, MJF uh, cut a, his big promo introducing his stable, following up from the main event angle last week. They're called the Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Which does sound like an E-Fed name. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, I thought this was a fine promo. It was very similar to the one that Jericho cut right after you introduced the inner circle, which I think was the idea that's supposed to be. Yeah. That. It, I it did. was, it, oh, oh sorry, ahead. please. Oh, no, it, it was, it was a good promo. And I think it was also, I think the whole thing is also a subtle dig at Chris Jericho. Cause Chris Jericho loves him some vodka and yes. uh pinnacle is a brand of vodka. So ah. I feel like it's a, uh, maybe a little, a little bit of a, a little bit probably there. Not. Uh, what I did enjoy was even MJF struggled to figure out what to say positively about Sean Spears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, I, I'm, I'm in on these guys, the pinnacle. It's going to take some getting used to. I don't love it, yeah. uh, but I also didn't love the inner circle at first. And the more you hear it, the more you just fucking accept it. Um, I'm into these guys, you know, walking off a private plane into yes, a limo. Yes. And, going and full horseman, go full horseman on, yeah. in the suits and everything. But you still can't get me to give a flying fuck about Sean Spears. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, appreciate the fact that they called him double S and not SS because that would. Yeah. Be very problematic. Ooh. Really, 
Ooh, really, yeah. really toeing the line there, gang. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Harris Brothers booking this shit now. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, shit. We had a we had a ten man tag with the Hardy Clan against Jurassic Express and Bear Country, which really seemed to be more about building a Jurassic Express Bear Country program, which I'm very yeah. into. Yeah, I uh, mean, I really don't know anything about Bear Country. I think the first time I saw them was in that uh, Battle Royal. So. I'm not a dark watcher, so uh, okay. Well, I've sure. seen a few of their matches because they were regulars and beyond, and I would dip in and out of watching ah. some of uh, the um, Uncharted Territory weekly shows they were doing. And um, yeah, fun stuff. They look like, um, you know, rejects from the NXE UK roster, to be honest. There is a bit of that, if I'm yeah. honest. Uh, we finally heard from Christian as Christian cut the most Bret Hart ass promo ever <laughs> uh, about being the workhorse in wrestling. All I'm going to say is, dude, you're 47 years young. Uh, you're writing a check that is going to be hard to cash in a company with Kenny Omega and. Uh, Penta and Phoenix and, you know, all of these guys where you're just like, they're workhorses. So we say yeah. he's the workhorse. Good luck and Godspeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see him try. Yes. We had a uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston promo almost as fun as the one the week before. Uh, yeah, was not quite. It was a bit, uh, it, was, it was a little, it was a little hammier. Yes. But I was totally fine with it because finally someone said what I felt for some time, which is. Doc Gallows is just difficult to look at. That's true. It's rough. And, oh, and it's that, true. that it's struck true. me very hard in the subsequent tag match, which is really more about the Good Brothers beating up on Eddie Kingston. I, I have to say that this match, which I was looking forward to, really didn't do a lot for me because it was more an angle Likewise. than a match. The yeah. only bit that I really enjoyed was post-match when uh, Omega and, and everybody came out to beat down on Mox. You, you had uh, Kingston yelling at the docks, put me in the ring. Put me in the ring. Let me in the ring. Like, I liked that. Yeah. Well, I, Kingston knows what he's doing. He does. Uh, he's, he's really good at this whole thing. Um, and then, of course, the Young Bucks come out uh, to stop the beatdown. Uh, they pilmanize Kingston's uh, leg, I think. Yes. Yes. Was, or was it Mox? Which was, one was it? It was Kingston's leg that got pilmanized, but then they were going to uh, pilmanize Moxley's head, which is what brought, right. uh, brought out right. uh, the Bucks, rather. Yeah. And they put an end to that. They would not throw up the two sweet. And um, are we – is it, is there too much Don Callis? I feel like there's too much Don Callis. I think Don Callis is a hell of a promo, but he needs to be used sparingly. Sparingly, yes. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if you the... saw the clip going around this week. Don Callis was cutting a promo on Rich Swan uh, to build the Swan Omega match on Impact. I didn't see uh, it, but okay. It's a it's an excellent promo. Okay, uh, and the whole concept is, you know. Don Callis is one of the guys higher up in Impact. I saw everything sure. in you. You're absolutely great, but you're not that good. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I I was like, this is this is an it was a very very good, very credible, very focused heel promo by Callis versus what we had on this show, which is a little bit more of the goof em ups. Yeah, yeah, and and the the promo he had, I think it was the week prior, and it just went way too fucking long. Yeah. and you know, stick keep short and sweet, man. Less is more. You know, get your point across. You don't have to have the the ha has and then have Kenny sixty nine you in the middle of the ring. Yes. Uh, that's that's not where you need to be. But hey, sometimes AEW recognizes when they should parody something, and that parody came in the Darby Allen and Sting interview. Which I'm pretty sure was their own admission that, yes, 
every single Sting promo turns into something about 15 other angles. <laughs> uh, yeah. So over the course of the Sting and Darby Allen quote unquote interview, you had uh, Lance Archer cut a promo. Yep. You had Jake Roberts cut a cheeseball fucking promo. Yep. You had Team Taz come out. You had Brian Cage possibly do a face turn. Maybe. Uh, and you had Darby Allen cutting a very, very nice short and sweet promo saying he doesn't want to be a joke champion. He wants to defend the title more and he wants to do an open challenge to anyone in the Dark Order, which led to uh, uh, later on a, a promo with the Dark Order where Minus One offered to be the challenger, <laughs> but was then quickly replaced. And uh, I thought it was really cute. Alex Reynolds was the one to recommend it. Yeah. It's going to be John Silver versus Darby Allen for the TNT title, which should be damn fine. Hell yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, not looking forward to hearing Jim Ross say Johnny Hungy 15 times because, yes. you know, really he's really latched on to that. Also, um, uh, I learned this. I started listening to the uh, Grayson and Uno uh, Unrestricted podcast. Yes. Did not know Grayson had an accent. Did not know he was super French Canadian. Super uh, Canadian. Super did not, Canadian. Did not know that. I'd, I'd only heard Uno talk and maybe him say a word or two uh, on BTE. But I uh, listening to it, I was like, I definitely recognize Uno's voice. So I knew it wasn't him. And then, you know, <laughs> I was like, God damn, Grayson, that is a thick ass uh, accent. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very thick. Uh, there was a Ray Phoenix squash of Angelico. I don't really have much to say there beyond it's kind of a bummer that I'm pretty sure TH2 is circling the drain in AEW. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I I, there is a kind of a natural thing here, which is as you add more talent, you have to eventually let talent go. Yeah. And I'm a little worried that TH2 are on that bubble. I, I love those guys a lot. I'm, yeah. I think Angelico is horribly underused, but I also wonder, like, because there was a period of time where it was like TH2 had a match with the Bucks and Angelico had yeah. a singles match with Cody. Like, I wonder if that was supposed to be, like, the moment Tryout. where they show management, yeah, we know what we're doing or you're a waste of time. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, uh, apparently I was reading that Jack Evans has some heat backstage. Yeah, he busted well. open uh, Ten's face. Uh, yeah, during dark, he, well, he hit a four fifty or seven twenty or some crazy flippy move, and it was all nose to face. So uh, his, but uh, it did lead to a great fucking image of Ten standing there doing the Dark Order salute with blood dripping down his body. That was a great. True. That was an image that prompted some uh, some pearl clutchers to uh, to freak out because he was standing right next to, to, to little Brody to minus yeah. one. And, you know, again, poor Amanda Huber had to go on Instagram and tell people to back the fuck off. <laughs> you know, uh, let this kid enjoy what he's doing here. Lots of love to Amanda Huber. Uh, set your account to private. Yeah. Uh, change your at uh, or just log off of Instagram because. Uh, this is not, this is, uh, and, and look, I recognize like you should be allowed to have an Instagram. You should be allowed to do these things. Um, I, I think your life will be a lot easier if you just walk away from it. Cause yeah. the worst part of the internet is focused on you and everything you do. So, uh, bounce, yeah. um, for your own safety and Mental sanity. Health. Yeah. Uh, but the main event of the evening was probably one of the best television, television matches you're going to see all year. If not. One of the best matches you will see all year. It was an unsanctioned lights out match. The uh, final match of a six month build 
between Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, this was unbelievable. Like, I, I, I had uh, a gut feeling this was going to be good. There was also a lot of, uh, you know, people within AEW talking about how good the match was and, and telling people to watch on Wednesday because it was something special. Um, and, and I purposefully... Because uh, since Chris cannot watch Dynamite Live, I, I text him right. stuff, you know, as it goes on. I purposefully told you nothing about this match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I thought the less you knew, the better. Uh, star-making performance by both women in mm-hmm. an absolutely crazy, violent brawl. Um, you know, yes, there are some moments in the match that they didn't quite get all of. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, most of them involved Reba. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although she honest. took a very nice table bump, as uh, clean as it could have been. It was, yeah. it was, it was a beaut. But uh, this was violent. This was rage filled. Uh, this was bloody. Th- uh, the 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 rage face of Thunder Rosa is something I'm not going to forget for some time. And another thing I'm not going to forget for some time. Uh, you know, Chris is usually the one who. Uh, is is a bit more randy on this show. I I, I tend <laughs> oh. to I tend to call the women uh, athletic. So, yes. Uh, with that, I'm going to say um, I don't know what this says about me, but Britt Baker with the crimson face opening a bag of thumbtacks with her mouth is Th- one of that the most, did it for you. One of the most athletic things I've ever seen in professional <laughs> wrestling. Got you, got you, got you, Jubilees a little. Uh, don't know what that says about me. A little active down there. You, you are, you have a thirst for, uh, for ultra violence. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but do we have to clockwork orange you, friend? Is that what's happening? <laughs> it's possible. Here? It's possible. Okay. But goddamn, this was you know, uh, f- uh, for as much as Britt Baker has already had a face bleeding star making moment, this was yeah. her. Steve Austin in the sharpshooter moment. Blood this, from the stone moment. Yeah. yeah. She she ate a ton of terrible offense in this thing. I think, you know, as terrible as I think the power bomb into the tax felt, mm-hmm. I think the second rope Death Valley driver onto the propped up ladder probably hurt the most. Yes. That looked absolutely fucking brutal. Um and there were tables. The the I guess was it was it like an air raid crash that she did through the table off the uh, apron for thunder, the finish. Uh fire thunder driver through the table for the finish. Is yeah. that the same thing? Uh it's slightly different. Slightly okay. uh, one is locked behind the back, the other yeah. is locked like in the front. Oh, okay. So it's, All right. It, it's a slight difference, but it's enough of one that it's called a different thing. So. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Either way. Um, yeah. The the amount of violence and, and blood and just toughness of both of these women is is astounding. It was yeah. was a treat. It was very, uh, very fun to watch. And yeah, I think all the praise heaped upon it is, is well-deserved. Those two went out there and uh, – Given they were given the opportunity and they excelled in in every fucking way, it was uh, it was it was a great finish. Yeah, uh, of course, there's pearl clutchers on the internet because the match only got four point seven five stars from Big Dave, <laughs> as opposed to the full five. Look, I'll go full five myself, uh, and and that's the thing. The ratings only count because they're yours. Uh, <laughs> you know. It's, everything's it, subjective, guys. It, it was what it was. Uh, I, I also saw some people complaining. I, I thought it was kind of cool. There's a clip that uh, AEW posted on social media and YouTube and what have you after the show. Oh, I forgot to watch of, that. Uh, of you know everybody coming out and checking on them and congratulating them. And there's there's actually a joke where Britt goes because it's Britt in the uh, doctor's uh, room getting the mm-hmm. tax pulled out, and she just goes 
tell Meltzer I want five fucking stars for this. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was cute. But of course there are people like, oh, well, she if she cares about that, she's not real. It's no different than a fucking actor wanting an Oscar. Come on. Right. Like, yeah. You want to be recognized for your work. Yes. And, um, you know, as, as weird and sad as, as it is, I guess, he's kind of the Academy Awards standard for yeah. pro wrestling he, ratings. He is the Roger Ebert of pro wrestling for yeah, better and go. for worse. And yes. It, it, it just is what it is. But uh, really career performances from both women and a, a personification of how much better the women's division in AEW has gotten over the past year. Um, yeah. Just, and just the a, fact, yeah, you know, I, I feel like in retrospect, I didn't really think it at the time, uh, but it se- definitely seems like Britt Baker is being groomed for a title defense. And yes. the fact that Sheeta was watching this match intently uh, either way. Um, but the fact that it was a lights out match and mm-hmm. the, decision didn't matter yeah it was perfect because it blew off the feud with thunder rosa so thunder rosa got to win the feud without costing Britt baker and l in the official standing so it yeah. was you know smartly booked as opposed to putting your royal rumble winner losing in a match to fucking tamina uh on raw or smackdown for no fucking reason which is something that uh mr mcmahon likes to do something else that vince mcmahon loves to fucking do randomly is higher. Uh, and I can't believe we forgot to mention this earlier. Um, it was announced, I think Friday or earlier this week that, uh, the hosts for WrestleMania had been decided. Yep. So the two nights ordeal in Tampa of WrestleMania will be hosted by local hero, uh, Titus O'Neil. Great choice. Love that. Love that pick. Uh, but uh, who is his co-host, you may ask, friend, in case you haven't seen this? None other than uh, the massive racist himself, Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan. Hogan and Titus O'Neil are co-hosting Mania this year in what I uh, can only imagine will be some of the most awkward meetings, uh, planning sessions backstage that you'll ever fucking not see. Please, God, have them sing Ebony and Ivory together. Oh, my fucking God. Please do not. I do not. You know, I I need that to kick off night one of WrestleMania. That's what I need. But hey, Chris, because of that. Yeah, we have a very special new segment, don't we? That's right, a brand new segment, everybody. Hey, I don't, I don't have music for it. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't. Know, okay, oh. I set you up for the music. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You had one job to do. Uh, hey, hey, all right. So, uh, all that being said, in honor of the announcement of Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil co-hosting this year's WrestleMania, we've got the top ten most unlikely co-hosts for WrestleMania. Are you ready, Marty? I am. All right. These are uh, courtesy from the basement in Bel Air, Maryland. Number 10, Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth's surviving family. Oh, God. <laughs> it's only getting better from here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Number nine, history of bad heat between these two, Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Fire me. I'm already fired. These are in the, they're both Hall of Famers come uh, a couple true. weeks from now. That's true. Number eight, double J. That's J E double F J A double R E double T. And sleep with your ex-wife, Kurt Angle. <laughs> Good God. Poor Karen. Number number seven of the uh most unlikely co-hosts for WrestleMania. We've got Alberto Del Rio and Sin Cara. <laughs> Just don't just shove them around finger. for 
tapping uh, out on a broken uh, finger there. Don't, don't dislocate your finger while hosting, Sin Carlos. No, sir. No, no, no. Number six, Alberto Del Rio and Payne. <laughs> That's pretty unlikely, though. I will have to say. Uh, yeah. Number five on unlikely co-host for WrestleMania, Alberto Del Rio and local law enforcement. <laughs> They've, they've become good friends. Uh, <laughs> very Number familiar four. with each other. We've got himself, Paul Levesque, Triple H, and Tony Khan. <laughs> Wednesday Night Wars hosted the show. Let's do it. That's right. All right. Number three. We've got Stephanie McMahon and the Ghost of China. All right. Number two. Speaking of bad blood, Edge and Matt Hardy. <laughs> with I guess, Lita. Yeah, I was say Lita doesn't get to be on the show. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't no, get to no, hang no. out. Yeah, yeah. And the number one most unlikely co-host for WrestleMania, Vince McMahon and Martha Hart. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Are you a member of a wrestling organization's creative team? Stumped on how to bring that storyline to an earth-shattering crescendo? That's where I come in. My name is Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I created the Eh, Fuck It consultants to help you figure out how to keep your fans guessing and those stupid-ass bloggers and podcasters at bay. Don't know how to save Sting from the Four Horsemen? Eh, fuck it. Here's Robocop. Do you have an awesome diva and a great love quadrangle but don't know where to take it next? Eh, fuck it. Make her general manager. Is your superstar feuding with a monster whose ex-girlfriend is dead? Eh, fuck it! Have your guy molest her corpse! Does your porn star wrestler have a feud with a Japanese stable? Eh, fuck it! We choppy choppy UPP! Eh, fuck it! Consultants are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to give you the idea that seemed too obvious, ridiculous, or just plain fucking stupid for you to come up with on your own. Do you have a comedic foreign wrestler who wants to be Miss WrestleMania? Eh, fuck it. Dress him up in drag and have him become Miss Goddamned WrestleMania. Did two of your biggest talents jump ship to a rival company? Eh, fuck it. Bring in two bloated quasi-lookalikes to take their place. You have a relationship between a former Olympian black guy and an 80-year-old chick? Eh, fuck it. Have her give birth to a plastic fucking hand. A plastic fucking hand. Don't know who to reveal as the anonymous general manager of your flagship show? Eh, fuck it. Let the little Irish guy, who we already suggested to be the illegitimate son of the owner of your motherfucking organization, be revealed as a GM while hiding under the goddamn ring. I'm Wallace Terwilliger Fogg Hattinson, and I formed Eh, Fuck It Consultants. 
We'll help you give zero fucks about your product, zero fucks about your fans, and zero fucks about your talent. Call now, one eight seven seven 877 ehfuckit Eh, fuck it. 